Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ryan Donnelly. Uh, we've got a Week 10 slate here to break down on the weekly FBI watch list. Ryan, how's it going? Oh, Patrick, I am living good. Uh, I have my hat and spy sunglasses on for this episode, Yeah, um, which I'm sure I am not the 1,000th podcast to make that joke today. No. Um, it's a good day, man. It's a good day. I'm seeing my enemies weep before me. Um, I had a really good chicken sandwich yesterday. I was pretty excited. Um, life's pretty good right now for me. Well, that's good. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. You, you have still, your, your brain is still rotted from the inside out from, from conspiracy mindset. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, it doesn't really seem to bother you. And so I think we, I think everybody should just agree <laughs> I to let you, them already yeah, like that. just kind of let yeah. you do it. It's not really, and he's not hurting anybody. <laughs> I, I do want to tell you about the sandwich. Though. It's an, it's a place called Rowdy Rooster in New York city. Yeah. Uh, it's an Indian fried chicken spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like with, uh, like hot curry spices, they have, you know, like a mint chutney on there. Yeah. Uh, there's some onion. It's really fucking good, dude. One of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Hell yeah. Um, that does sound official co for our new sponsor uh the chicken sandwich place rowdy rooster yeah. in, in the lower east side of new york yeah rowdy rowdy rooster made that sandwich up real nice for you um yeah you 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 were sending in the, in the sandwich chat yesterday and i was i was like oh hell yeah that looks like a good that sounds like a good sandwich right there um but yeah yeah that's good stuff i've not had any good sandwiches recently but i have been uh chilling that's that's the big that's the big goal for me just in general i want to be chilling and i have not that has not yet been been uh, damaged to this point. Um, we've got uh, we've got the slate here in front of us. Before we jump into it, we should probably sell some shirts, right? We should probably sell some shirts. That's something that we do on here. We move the shirts, we help move product, and we do that, of course, for Home Field Apparel. Um, Ryan, do you want to tell people about Home Field Apparel? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about shirts, but I can also talk about the. Uh, the new jacket I've got because I was wearing it around today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to sound like a complete New York asshole, but I wore my my Ohio State bomber jacket to the bodega uh, earlier this morning. Yeah, got that some was, compliments from the guys. That would be really, uh, they, really they said I could get the. That would be really uncommon for you to sound like a New York asshole. That would be very this yeah. Is a I usually don't do for that you to, for you to fill. <laughs> yeah, they gave me the they gave me the chopped cheese home field Connor style. Um, it comes with a sticker that says. It was not responsible for the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, dude, all the gear is so good right now. Um, the new, they have a new, a huge series of new releases for basketball coming with that season coming up. Um, of course, they have quit on football season. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, due to Tom Allen and his crimes against the team. Who can? Um, <laughs> they they have some some fantastic shirts, some wonderful jackets, some great jogger pants, everything you possibly need. Homefield's got it. The gear is unbelievable. Um, if by some miracle or, or some, you know, damnation, you have not yet ordered home field apparel before and you want to get 15% off your first order, you can use the code meet at midfield. If you've already ordered and you need some more gear, which you always need more gear, uh, whether it's to root for an upset to help, you know, your team, I don't know, do some shit, um, get some gear, put that on, get some gear for family for Christmas uh, and tell them we sent you. Uh, you'll love it. Uh, you know, you'll love it. We love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah, guaranteed it will help your team do some shit. It's unclear what the shit is that it will help your team do, but it will do that. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We... if you're trying to fit in on an opposing team's sideline and you need some like team-relevant gear to wear yeah. um, for some reason, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect to buy. Yeah, perfect to buy. I, I hear that the sunglasses collection with the little light that makes it look like you're recording. Uh, coming soon from Homefield, so we all look forward to that <laughs> as well. Um, I'll also tell you about Meet at Midfield. Meetatmidfield.com is our website. That is the place that you can get access to the 
message board, uh, which continues to roll along. Um, the The discussion of the Michigan scandal that has completely encompassed your brain is up to I don't know I don't even know how many pages it is now. It's like a hundred and fourteen uh, pages. I'll tell you right. Now. It's well over two thousand posts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> uh, the board it's currently at one hundred and fifteen pages, um, which is well over twenty three hundred posts at this point. Good God! Um, it, it's the, yeah. We're we're in the trenches. Way back on the first or second page, I said that you guys were pre gaming the uh, the the conflict thread that we do for for the Ohio State Michigan game. Um, which was just a blast last year because we have you know team specific threads for the game to keep everybody from from killing each other, but we do also have the thread where they can kill each other. Um, and yeah. uh, I, I will say, if you are a fan of either of those teams, it's obviously great. But if you're not a fan and you're just following along, it's really good to jump into the conflict thread and just kind of watch it as a second screen while you're watching that game. That was I did that on an airplane last year, and I had a, I had a wonderful time. <laughs> it was very good. Um, I'm sure anybody sitting. Next to me or behind me was very troubled by the things that they saw on the screen. But what are you going to do? You have to make sacrifices. And mine was that I had to yeah. look like a crazy person on an airplane. Um, yeah, it's, we're uh, pulling up the Jim Harbaugh Tribunal thread after this one runs a score. So I think once we hit three thousand posts, let's get a new thread going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's all sorts of cool stuff over there. While that's happening, of course, we also have like the weeknight game thread, where it's just regular posting about Mac football, which is always good. It's it's fun to have that kind of the contrast between uh, 115 pages of wish casting in either direction. And then you just have somebody popping into the weeknight thread with like, wow, I like to watch Buffalo play football. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a very good, uh, yeah. it's a very our, good. Dynamic. Our new project, which we'll be doing all season, uh, the rest of the season is tracking. So basically the thing is James Madison, as you guys all know, is currently not bowl eligible. Um, and to get them bowl eligible, we need to have fewer than 82 teams um, eligible for the bowl season, the fewer than 82 teams reach a six and six record. Um, so we are posting the weekly rooting interest to eliminate teams to hurt their bowl chances to basically advance the cause of James Madison playing in a real bowl game, which of course we would love and would be sick. Yeah. Um, so that's our current effort. Yeah, that is our current effort. Also on there, there's the always pinned uh, SP plus schedule spreadsheet that I maintain. Um, that just is a, a really good reference guide for what teams have done, what teams are, are expected to do, win projection, uh, probability percentage, stuff like that. Um, all kinds of cool stuff in, in the spreadsheet, little little gizmos and gadgets and things of that nature. So if you're interested in that as well, that's also over there, as are the posts, all of the written pro- posts. Um, we have the weekly premium podcasts of this show and the show that you do with Kevin High Street Freaks. Um, all sorts of good stuff over there. Go on over to midfield.com and subscribe. It is not too late. There's still season. There's still stuff going on. Um, it is, I would even say, the best part of the season. And you don't want to uh, you don't want to miss out on the content, on the message board, on the podcast, on all of that stuff. I think it is a um, it's a very good time to to be on the website. There's all sorts of stuff going on over there, and and, and I, I would even say that the vast majority of it is good. And you can't say that about most college football websites or outlets or really just most websites on the internet i think that most of them are bad but ours is not bad and we would like to have you yeah 100 percent. as long uh, as you as long as you promise not to make it bad if you make it bad we will not like to have you but if you're going to make it good then you're welcome 
Yeah, just assess your own inner vibes. Take take stock of yourself. Yeah. Um, are you a fun person to hang out with? People avoid you at parties. Um, <laughs> what's kind of your whole deal? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever do you ever find yourself saying erm? We don't want anybody who says erm. We don't want anybody who posts erm. No erm posting. Uh, none of that. But if you are just like generally, uh, you know, cool, regular. If you're regular, we would love to have you. If you are irregular in the right way, we would love to have you. If you're irregular yeah, if, if in the wrong way, you should seek help. You should seek medical help. Here's here's who we don't want. If you've ever um seen a ranking of of two teams, basically done an actual football field this season, and your response is, uh, well, I'm pretty sure Vegas would have Team X favored on a neutral field. Yeah. Uh, now, not only do we not want you in the board, I think I want you to take a long look at what. Um, what kind of responses to dishonorable actions the Japanese consider to be appropriate? Um, <laughs> is that too far? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say take a long walk off a short pier, which is one of my favorite turns of phrase. <laughs> so that's probably better. I think we all know what we're getting at. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say parody, but I don't really know that. Uh, I don't really know that you are joking. I can't speak for you on that. I think there's a chance that you're serious about that. <laughs> uh, no comment at this time, Patrick. We have some games to talk about. Let's talk about some football. Yeah, we sure do, and that's going to start. Uh, there, there are earlier weeknight games that we, you know, as usual, are not going to be able to talk about. Tuesday night was the big one in the MAC. Toledo beats Buffalo convincingly. Central Michigan um, kind of freaks its Hung way. On. Yeah, kind yeah. of freaks its way to a win over uh, over uh, NIU. Thirty-seven, thirty-one is now pretty firmly the number two team in the West. However, Toledo's going to have to lose at some point, and that seems kind of unlikely right now. Um, Wednesday night, none of the games. I don't really. Neither of the games. I don't really care about. They're both. Uh, I would say pretty bad. Not of my. Uh, not any of my concern. Yeah. I'm good uh, on, bowling, on that. I mean, on the on James Madison list, I believe, though. Yeah. Um, well, there we I'm going to double check that. But, uh, yeah, are they? Who knows? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> They're not. Never mind. Fuck those games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pick it up here on Thursday, November 2nd, with the Guantanamo Bay game, which is South Alabama at Troy, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Um, if you have been with us since last season, you probably remember us raving about the last rendition of this game. It was awesome. It was low scoring. It was a weeknight game, um, but it was super, super physical, really great defense on both sides. Um, very, it, it's, a, it's a rivalry. It's an intense rivalry. These teams are always up for it. Um, and they are, they're playing again. The stakes are a little bit different this time around because South Alabama is four and four and Troy is six and two. Um, Troy can kind of get a stronger grip at the top of the West, uh, in, in the Sun Belt with a win here. South Alabama would need some help even if it does win, but that, that division would suddenly be wide open. Um, a little bit, I'm a little less keen on it this year because I just don't think South Alabama is as good as it was last year. It has been... It's had moments. It, it has looked good at times. They beat the shit out of Oklahoma State. Um, they have been really, they've, they've just oscillated between dominant and not capable. Um, and it's it's a little harder to get up for this game than it was last year because I just don't know which South Alabama team is going to show up. If they're at their, be- if they're at their best, they can make a very, very real game of this. If not, I think Troy probably, and this could even happen if they are at their best, I think Troy probably just chokes them out because that's what Troy does to everybody. Yeah, I was just looking. Um, Kamani Vidal has been a little banged up the last few weeks, right? Um, as I recall, 
but he, he's been kind of he played a couple times and didn't play a couple times because of lingering injuries there. So I was checking yeah. to see if he'll play yeah. for Troy. I did not get a conclusive answer. Cool. However, I did find a guy who's pretty interesting um, who is tweeting at, from what I can tell, like every good FCS player uh-huh. um, and, and saying he's saying a, a, an image on Twitter of his business card okay uh saying if seeking an agent please inquire thank you yeah um his his twitter handle is at dr mark lee four so any of you guys need an agent yeah hit him up but his display name is dr mark lee phd jd mba med which is master of education mm-hmm. um interesting guy I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's doing really well yeah i usually that is the sign of a guy who is doing well is when you are tweeting a picture of your your business card to, <laughs> to potential clients. Hey, you might want to check me out. You, you should, uh, you should get up on this. That's, that's, you know, going straight to the, he, he knows his target audience and he's not even no, no advertising campaign needed. He's just going to go straight to the source. Um, that's pretty cool. I don't know how involved he will be in this game, but we hope that he, uh, gets <laughs> Dr. Mark Lee or Kamani Vidal. Um, Dr. Mark Lee. I hope that he, uh, gets better. I hope things get better for him in his, <laughs> in his life i hold i hold uh no ill will toward the man how did you how did kamani vidal come from that what what, what is this guy what do you, why he did tweeted you... at kamani vidal as one of the guys ah i see well i wonder maybe that'll maybe kamani will be distracted because he's been he's recently started working with a new agent um <laughs> we met in kind of a, a fun way uh, i i think like yeah obviously having him would make a, a pretty big difference in this game having him or not having him um troy the the thing with troy is even though it has some guys on offense who i think are good like kamani vidal who has you know he's he's got he's up over a thousand yards rushing um they have some really nasty receivers they have three or four receivers who are really awesome jabari barber deshaun stoudemire Devonte ross chris lewis like it, it feels like those guys make at least one or two they combine for at least one or two ridiculous catches every game like catches that they have no business making because Gunnar Watson threw the ball 25 yards over their head um but the the thing is despite having those guys and despite having an offense that is efficient would not be the right word but the stats are fairly respectable it's like you know Gunnar Watson has 14 touchdowns to four interceptions Vidal's up over a thousand yards they've moved the ball um the offense is really not a huge factor in what Troy wants to do on the football field. It's just kind of there. They have one. They are capable of taking advantage and, and putting the ball in the end zone when they have to, but they really don't score more than is necessary. It's even if they are down a guy on offense, I just don't imagine. I don't imagine it being a giant factor because the offense is just, they, they do their best to take the offense out of the game entirely. They don't want there to be any offense at all. Yeah, I mean, 100%. They want to play a dirty, like, physical game. Not dirty, but, like, just a down-in-the-trenches physical football game. A, a, I don't want to, like, you know, speak too, a, I don't know, in too many stereotypes. They want, like, a smash-mouth brawl every week, and they usually get it. They usually do get that game. Uh, most people play their game. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of... Um... You don't usually get the choice is the thing if you're playing against Troy unless you are <laughs> unless you're really good like like Kansas State was able to get around it but for the most part if you have relatively equal talent which you know South Alabama does if not I would say probably a little bit less 
uh, you just you're just gonna have to do that. Like you you, you look at what they've done. They uh, they they have not they have not lost since a, a 16-14 game against James Madison back in September. And even that it was it was ugly. And James Madison just was a little bit better at it, which is the strength of James Madison is that they can play your game better. Um, but like since then. The, the Western Kentucky score, they won 27-24. The game was not really that close. I think Western Kentucky scored fairly late. Um, they held Georgia State underwater. They held Arkansas State underwater. They, lo- they held Army underwater. Texas State put up 13 points, which was the most that they allowed in a game over their last four. Um, they've just been... The, the, the defense has been good all year. It has hit a new... It has hit a new level and is at least back to where it was last year, if not honestly, maybe even better. They they have been they've been really fucking good over the last month of the season, and they come into this one as a just a team and a defense specifically that you really don't want to have to play against. They're they're very they're very difficult to work around. They're very difficult to do really much of anything that you want to do against them because of how physical they are and how they just don't really fuck up ever on defense. They're never in the wrong place. There's always a guy there to make a play and he pretty much always does make the play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, you nailed it. I, I we, like, I don't think we can be effusive enough in our break for this team. I think they're probably getting overshadowed a little bit in the league because of how good James Madison has been. Um, but they yeah. are very much one of the best G five teams in the country and a team that has a style of play that can, that can play with anyone in America, basically. Um, that Kansas State game was tough. I think they've gotten better most weeks, and yeah, um, I think they have a real chance to go something like ten and two or nine and three, and 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 you know, a pretty damn good bowl game at the end of the year. Yeah, and I, I think here we are both operating under the assumption that they win. I don't. They they don't like. I don't imagine it's going to be a blowout because that's not really what Troy aims for. Their version of a blowout is like yeah. that Georgia State game where it's 28 to 7 and it it never really felt like it was completely out of hand. It just it, it was because you're not scoring 28 points against these guys. Um I I'm curious like the South Alabama path here. South Alabama's defense is also good. It's not as good as it was last year, but it is also good. It's you know, top 25 in success rate. It is 25 in success rate. Um, and their offense has done more than than Troy's. I, I think that the game path here, the win path here, is is a game state win. It's getting ahead early. It's getting some big plays from an offense that is capable of creating some big plays. Ladamian Webb at at halfback is one of my favorite guys in college football. Just a nasty little bowling ball. Um, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be difficult because you probably have to pass to do that. And Carter Bradley is both dinged up and also not very good. Um, and I just I have a hard time seeing Webb do it on his own. I, I think it's probably you need Bradley to be healthy, which is a question. I don't know if he's going to play this week. If he doesn't, then they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need Webb to go off, and you probably need at least one or two turnovers that put you in position where you don't have to go very far to score. I don't think that South Alabama is winning this without at least a couple short fields. Yeah, I tend to agree. And, and I mean, it, it, like you said, it's just hard to see the advantage here for them. I, I just don't know what they do that's going to get Troy out of that game state they want to play in. Yeah, I think they're a solid team and a well-coached team. I don't think they have the juice to get them uncomfortable. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. I think we have the same prediction on the outcome. Um, it is a meaningful game for the rest of the way um, just because it entirely shakes up the Sun Belt West race. Yeah. And, um, you know, would obviously impact Troy's chances of, um, 
I don't know if they have a chance of going ranked, but I mean, if you finish 11 and two, you got to crack at it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so kind of curious to watch that play out. So yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to that one. We have two other games on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, there's one, the most wanted slot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TCU at Texas tech, uh, at 7 PM on FS one. Um, uh. Hmm. Well, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a game. Um, it, it's, it's a game. It is it, a game. It might. It is not going to be important for anybody other than these two teams. It might be close and kind of. It's sort of a, a a junk food game. It might be entertaining in a way where if you can suspend in your mind the fact that it does not matter even a little bit. Not this game is fucking just. A, it's a waste of everybody's time. You're just doing 60 minutes and getting done with it um but it might be kind of it it might be kind of entertaining in a shitty way if you can get past that yeah i mean they've played five pretty good teams five above 500 teams sorry tcu has played five above 500 teams in their last five games and they've won two games by a combined 50 point margin and lost the other three by a combined 53 point margin. Oh, maybe. It won't, um, maybe it so won't who be the fuck knows? Then. Yeah, maybe it won't be close. <laughs> yeah, who knows what the fuck they're going to do? That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. TCU here. has also had some of those issues where some games it's just dominant and then other games are like, did you guys even practice? That's what I was talking about. That's TCU. That's TCU. Oh, that's TCU. Well, Texas Tech has just been kind of shitty. Um, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, Texas Tech has beaten two bad teams in Houston and Baylor, and has lost three straight to, uh, or three out of their last five games to West Virginia, Kansas State, and BYU. Yeah. Uh, TCU did. Do- I mean, you can't use the transitive property that well in college football, but TCU did completely dominate the BYU team that just beat Texas Tech. Um, so maybe something. I don't know. I think TCU probably wins, and it's going to be a game that I think we'll suck yeah I, on, just just watch south alabama troy on thursday um the other game here in the no fly list is wake forest at duke seven thirty on espn um i have nothing positive to say about this it's on it's a football game just watch the it's a football game it's on i'm slightly more intrigued than that because i mean just i guess to see if duke has like completely fallen apart or if yeah. they can kind of pull out of this death spiral um i think they probably win this game i think they're favored by a fair bit i'm gonna double check that uh, they're favored by 12 and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, they're very banged up right now, but they still have a lot to play for. Like this Duke team still has a season ahead of it. It's still like theoretically in the mix for the ACC titles. Yeah. Um, Just... it's going to take some doing, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like, I guess this one. I'm pro- I, again, I'm just going to watch Alabama Troy if I'm being realistic. But during commercial breaks, I'm probably more likely to flip to this yeah. than TCU Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I don't know that cut bait would be the right word with me on Duke, but I am not interested until they start winning some games again. I'm good. Uh, I I I am a, I am a fair weather Duke fan. I do not need to stick around while they're slumming it. Um, if they're good again, I'll tune back in. But last week's showing against Louisville was was pretty pitiful and uh I don't want to subject myself to that I'm uh I'm good I don't really need to see that uh Friday November 3rd we've got two games here one in the most wanted category one in the no fly list the former is Colorado State at Wyoming 8 p.m on CBSSN the latter is Boston College at Syracuse 7 30 p.m on ESPN um either of these two of any interest to you God, no. No, yeah. absolutely not. Um, yeah. I This is... I will be doing something else. Um, if this game is on and I catch it in the background of my eye, I will probably watch a few plays because 
I'm like a moth to a flame when the game's on. Yeah. Uh, but I have no intention of trying to watch this. You're not going to seek them out. Yeah. It's sort of, it's, it's just, if it's there, you'll fly to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really disagree. I don't care at all about the ACC game. The Mountain West game is, is it's a rivalry. It's probably going to be chippy. I, I, I that could be kind of fun. It's a, you know, styles, uh, clash, very, very different football teams, but the, um, they both lost last week and the heat kind of, <laughs> kind of comes off of it a little bit when you have that like Colorado State's just not very good and Wyoming just got kind of embarrassed at, at, at Boise State so I think I am good I will maybe keep an eye on the score but that's going to be that's going to be about the most that I engage on Friday night um I'm also going to be at a basketball game and so I'm really not going to engage I'm I'm good uh Saturday November 4th the noon slate we've got five games here starting with the best of the bunch in the Guantanamo Bay category, that would be Kansas State at Texas on Fox. Um, huge game. Huge, huge, huge game in the Big 12. Very interesting matchup in terms of what these teams want to do. Um, I would assume, I'm actually, I don't, I did not do this ahead of time. I would assume Quinn Ewers is still out um, here. Yeah, it, it seems that he's still out, that Malik Murphy is preparing to start for this game. That makes this even more interesting. It would be interesting with Quinn because I think Kansas State could beat a hex, a, a healthy Texas team. I think Kansas State has yeah. a very good chance of beating a not healthy Texas team. Agreed, agreed. Also, very funny here is Steve Sarkeesian. You like you know, a lot of coaches would use the day to day, which is semi legitimate. Uh, he used the phrase week to week to refer to <laughs> Quinn Ewers, which means he is out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna take it month to month with Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, what that oh. means is he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, I mean, Kansas State has been on fire. We talked about a little bit in the recap that they have won their last two games, 82 to three on a combined margin. Uh, those are against Houston and, and TCU. So not a ton to take away necessarily for those, those two teams are kind of stinky. But um, I mean, TCU's beaten a couple. I mean, they played some games with good teams, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought Texas looked solid enough. Tennis win over BYU without Quinn. Yeah. Um, I don't think it did anything special, but uh, you know, the defense is is good enough. The, the defense is solid, I guess. They create some havoc there. Um, Malik Murphy turned the ball over twice uh on his own. He fumbled once and uh threw a pick. He also had less than seven yards in attempt on 25 passes, um, which is not good. Uh their rushing attack is still very good. Um, I have to check. I have not put up the game on paper. How is Kansas State's run defense this season? I, I have uh, 18th in success. Intuitively, it feels like it's always okay. Yeah, it's always pretty good. So that that, that tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Curious to watch that. I mean, if if Kansas State can successfully limit the Texas rushing attack and put the game onto Quinn Ewers' shoulder or not Quinn Ewers, rather Malik Murphy's shoulders, um, that is what Kansas tried to do and failed miserably when Quinn Ewers was playing. Yeah. Uh, it did not work because Texas offensive line just kind of bullied them. The Kansas State defensive line isn't built the same way the Kansas one is. Yeah, um, They have a better chance of doing that. I am very curious to watch this, because if they can limit the Texas rushing attack and make Malik win the game, I think they have a real chance to get an upset here. Yeah, um, and I think they have a real chance to limit that rushing attack. I, I think they are totally capable physically of doing that. Um, uh, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, worth noting that the Texas rushing attack has looked good. It hits explosives. But it is 115th in success rate. Yeah, pretty much so, only hits explosives. That's that's it does not do a whole lot else other than once it, you know once every couple drives they'll break a big one. But for the most part, they are they're kind of getting stuffed. Um, yeah. And and I think that 
Kansas State's defense would be, you know, in favor of that. I, I don't think Kansas State yeah. is, is, is sweating that sort of approach. I think they can probably handle that. Um, I'm almost more interested in, because, like, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not, there's no, you know, I can't be fully confident in this because Texas's offense is what it is and it is totally capable. They have a lot of, they have a lot of speed and a lot of good players, even without Quinn. I'm fairly convinced that Kansas State can slow them down enough to make this a Kansas State game. What I am almost more curious about is, can Kansas State do the extra thing? Can it, can it fucking, I mean, honestly, can it pass the ball? Can Will Howard avoid making mistakes? Can he not do what he has done <laughs> in their biggest games this year, which is just not really show up or, or even be kind of an active impediment to what they're trying to do? I think they're going to be able to run the ball. They can run the ball on pretty much everybody. I would assume that that will be the case here as well. Texas's run defense is good, but Kansas State's offensive line is nasty, and they've they've really figured that out these last couple weeks. It's been good all year. It's been great the last couple weeks. Um, I'm just, I'm curious about Will Howard. This is a good pass defense. This is an opportunistic Texas defense. If he just, just does his job and doesn't try to do too much, I think Kansas State can, and, and honestly, I think they probably will win the game. If he's turning the ball over and quarterback is no longer an advantage, and now you, now you just have guys trading turnovers, that's not going to be, that's, yeah, that's not gonna that, win. that was what yeah. happened to Kansas. You just, you can't. You can't play that kind of that kind of game that Kansas State or Kansas wants to play against Texas and win if you are turning the ball over, if you're giving them easy touchdowns, and that was that was the issue there. It could be an issue again here. I think Kansas State is obviously better than Kansas. They're more physically developed. They've had longer to do this, and they've been doing this for more. Um, but I, I, that's that's really I think what it's going to come down to is just does Will Howard have it in him to not um, you know throw up when the TV cameras are are on him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think, although Avery Johnson was not very good uh, last week, I do think some of the emergence of Avery Johnson as a viable option means that if Howard is shitting and farting on TV, yeah. they will just bring in Avery Johnson a little bit more yeah. and try to win this game on the ground. I think Texas has a pretty good rushing defense, but nothing special. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I guess, yeah, to bring it back also the Texas offense here, another factor I'm curious to watch is what Xavier Worthy and the pass, the downfield passing attack does here. Um, I, I think Malik Murphy's a bit of a Joe Milton style individual, uh, in that the kid has a fucking cannon and also see, uh, he, he didn't hit many last week, but I think historically from his high school tape, from just what people say about him in practice, the kid can hit some deep balls. And that is basically how Texas won against Alabama. Uh, and I am curious to see if Murphy is capable of hitting any of those downfield, I do think Texas has some great receivers and Kansas state has been um, above average against the pass, N- nothing special, um, but they did replace a lot of NFL talent, the secondary uh, from last season. Those guys are pretty seasoned at this point in the year, but it's still something to look out for. I don't know if they can match up man to man in the passing game and they would like to not do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see how well Kansas does limiting explosive plays in the passing game, how well they get off the field on, on third and long. If we assume they can keep Texas behind the chains a bit, um, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating game. You said turnovers could play a huge part here and kind of who dictates play style as well because Kansas State will not win a shootout. Um, they want to make this a rushing-based attack. They want to shorten this game. They want to run the football. Um, they want to keep Will Howard clean and avoid him making mistakes. And they've got a shot to do that. I really think they do. Um, the interior matchup of uh, 
uh, of Connor BB versus uh, Sweat. Uh, his, he goes by nickname for his first name, right? Um, I forget his his nickname, but Sweat's his last name. Yeah. Um, that's a really good matchup of two NFL players. Uh, I am curious to watch that BB at guard and, and Sweat at defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, that could dictate a lot in, in Texas or sorry Kansas State success in the rushing attack. Yeah. BB is so fucking good. I'm not the first person to say so this. Sick. He's like the one <laughs> offensive lineman who everybody knows this year. He's so good. <laughs> he's... Him and Joe Alt. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Joe yeah. Alt. Yeah. He's, uh, he's and awesome. Olu. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, I, I think this is going to be a really fun football game. This is uh, the, the one that I am going to be watching at noon, I think pretty much exclusively, save for when it's at commercial. Um, also at noon, the most wanted game here is Texas A&M at Ole Miss on ESPN. Um, uh, I don't really want to watch either of these teams. I know it is an, I know it is an important game in the in the SEC West. I know that it probably will be competitive. I think Texas A&M's defense is good enough to to keep Ole Miss's offense largely uh, under wraps. I don't think it's going to completely shut them down, but it is capable of, of making a game of this. I just I don't want to watch either of these teams play. I don't like to watch these guys play. <laughs> Yeah, it would be fitting for Ole Miss, like being a week away from a massive matchup where like if they win this game, they're essentially, I don't want to say home free to the playoff, but like clearly have a, a major advantage. Like, you know, if some teams lose around them to get a chance in the dance uh, to just shit the bed before they even get there yeah. would be pretty funny. I mean, that'd be a pretty Ole Miss move uh, to somehow find a way to finish nine and three. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I have no faith Texan. I think this team has basically quit on the season and sucks. Yeah. Yep. And uh, nothing new there. Pretty much what they have been doing. <laughs> looks. Yeah, that kind looks like a Texas A&M team yeah. to me. Yeah, they, they quit. They yeah. got to November and wow. the season was over already. Um, wow, you mean it's every Jimbo Fisher team for a decade? That's <laughs> nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but they have so many five stars, dude. They're going to they're gonna figure it out this year. This is the year that they're going to figure it out now that they have another crazy person on the staff. That's going to be... It's they, they got it. They got it down to... They've got it down to a science now. They've got it. They've got all the answers. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's the just one more year of Jimbo, bro. Please, please, bro. Yeah. Just one more year of Jimbo. One more year of Jimbo and all changes, bro. Please, bro. <laughs> one more uh, quarterback. The... One more transfer yeah. quarterback. Please. He's going to figure it out this time. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, I think I am probably, this is a commercials game for me. This is, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I don't really want to watch the brunt of this because I don't think that it's going to be, it's just not really entertaining to watch either of these teams play football. There are some there are some matchups here that are interesting with the uh, specifically Ole Miss's offense against Texas A&M's defense and some of the individual stuff there. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, Ole Miss Alabama wasn't all that entertaining, and you're just getting a much worse version of Alabama here. Yep. Um, we have three games in the no fly list. Um, Notre Dame at Clemson is on ABC. Ohio State at Rutgers is on CBS. And Jacksonville State at South Carolina is on ESPNU. Um, Patrick, where do you want to start? Uh, let's knock out Notre Dame at Clemson, and then uh, these other two are kind of right in our specific wheelhouses. So we will uh, we'll take those <laughs> we'll take those individually. Notre Dame at Clemson on ABC, as you said. Um, some uh, some heat maybe coming off this one as Clemson continues its its descent into hell. Um, but it is still it's a helmet matchup. Notre Dame is. Just kind of lingering. I don't. I don't even know that I would say hanging around. They're just looming. They're there. They're not going to the playoff. They have two losses, but they're there. Um, I think that they probably take care of business pretty easily here because Clemson's not good, and I think that's going to be an issue for Clemson even at home. Is that they are just not very good. 
Yeah, probably. Um, I, I, but I will say, like, you got to give credit to Dabo, the wrestling promoter, yeah. for being able to, like, get himself back in the headlines this week with the Tyler at Spartanburg rant, yeah. um, which was pretty good. I will say everyone was kind of on Dabo's side about that. I, at least I saw a lot of people in the national media were. Um, that will turn from, like, laughing with you to laughing at you very quickly if you lose this game, especially non-competitively, yeah. especially at home. Um, <laughs> so I will say... Uh, I'm curious to watch, I guess, for the post-game presser. I'm curious to watch for Notre Dame's kind of overall push this season. Because I think Notre Dame's a pretty good football team. And Clemson, like you said, is not. Yeah. Um, I have no reason to think Clemson has a chance to win. But um, I don't know. Sometimes a coach going to the mat like that galvanizes a team. Um, I don't think it will for this Clemson team. But I'm curious to watch it. Yeah. Um, kind of last chance to save their season. I yeah. like the idea of Dabo making his players listen to something from his call-in show. You guys got to hear I, this. I mean, they all heard on social <laughs> yeah, media. You they, know. <laughs> they all heard it, but I, I like the idea. He's got the old fucking, he's got a projector. He's bringing it up and showing them. Uh, this is what I yeah. This is what I said for you guys. Um, yeah, I the, the reaction to that has been, uh, I, the video itself is very funny. Everybody immediately rallying, not everybody, but most people rallying to Dabo's defense and being, oh, it's ridiculous for Clemson fans to be, to be upset with him like no it isn't his team sucks his team has sucked for the last two years he's not doing well he's it doesn't the the i i really don't like all of the stuff that constantly pops up with with coaches like Dabo and and just guys of that you know who have the the background that he has where his failures cannot ever be actually addressed you can't talk about them because he was successful in the past it's like yeah he won two national championships obviously that is that is you know worth taking into account he did that those count they still they're still you know the banners are still up and people can remember those but also his current team is shitty and that's the only thing that we're seeing right now it's it's we only get 12 of these games a year and the first eight that clemson fans have seen have been shitty it's i, I don't know why everybody's so goddamn mad about people being upset with Dabo. his team sucks it's, it's his only job he gets paid a lot of money <laughs> it's mm, uh it's yeah, annoying yeah yeah i um uh... I can't stand him. I don't know. That's my overall takeaway. He yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, he, he's weak. He's <laughs> he's pathetic. <laughs> I never understood the guy. Yeah. Um, all right. So, do you want to? Do uh, you want to knock out this Rutgers game here for Ohio State? Yeah. 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 Um, look, Ohio State's going to win this football game. Obviously, Rutgers cannot score. Uh, is their biggest issue? They can't put points on the board. They have a very bad offense. Um, they do have a very good defense. So it's kind of a um, a controlled experiment for Ohio State. Like Kyle McCord looked uh, really bad last week, I thought, uh, from large stretches of the game. Um, Ohio State is figuring some things out in the running game. Uh, the numbers are still bad overall, but the last few weeks they have started to kind of get some momentum there and seem to have some answers for what was a terrible rushing attack. Um, the red zone offense is still very concerning. I guess it's kind of a, a good exercise to see Ohio State play a pretty good defense without any real threat of losing the football game, unless there's, I don't know, like a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown for Rutgers, which I guess is possible, but yeah. I wouldn't have been on it. Yeah. Um, kind of a good exercise to see Ohio State's defense, offense and how it's improved over the course of the season. Um, get a good test here with, with no chance of um, losing the game. I mean, it's kind of compelling just to watch Kyle McCord, right? Pretty much any Ohio State game this season, other than Penn State, Notre Dame and Michigan, uh, we are not watching in the context of whether Ohio State wins or loses, but to grade them in advance of the Michigan game and kind of see how they'll project 
against teams of that caliber of the playoff. Um, yeah, it's the usual Ohio State exercise to kind of learn something about the team without expecting like the win loss better. Yeah, it's kind of also I I, I think a in in retrospect, and this is not entirely fair to say because the expectations for the Penn State and Wisconsin games were much higher than they are here. Um, and those teams, you know, Ohio State did a good job in those games and won both of them. It kind of feels like the third of, of a set of three here where you are playing three pretty similar teams in, in the way that they the way that they can do things and the way that they just can't do things against Ohio State. I think that Rutgers' defense probably will make some plays, probably will um, make you guys all feel crazy for at least at least two quarters, um, and then Ohio State will figure it out and goes to a victory. But it just can't like Wisconsin, like Penn State. It's just not. It's not going to move the ball consistently. Um, neither of those teams could do it. This one is also not going to do it. There, the, the level of offense required to to do that against Ohio State, I just don't think they've seen yet, and I don't think they will see it until. Michigan. And and like you said, we're basically just, you know, the the defense pretty much is what it is. We're just kind of watching to see what the offense looks like and and projecting. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, What do you got on Jacksonville state at South Carolina where Jacksonville state is somehow like a 17 point dog. Yeah. I don't understand that shit at all. We like this. uh, It's, I think that that is a name brand uh, line right there that, that people know, what South Carolina is and, and, you know, they get to carry the big SEC logo on their chest and they get to do all that shit. Um, this team stinks though, is the, is the issue is yeah, they're in the SEC and they stink. They're not, they're not good. It's not just that they're not good relative to the rest of their conference. They're not good relative to any conference. They're just not, they're not good. They're two and six. They're a bad football team. They don't really have any, uh, players. <laughs> trying to think of a nicer way to say. I like it. Xavier. I like Xavier Leggett, but yeah. he, he's been he's been banged up for stretches. Yeah, um, and, and without without Juice Wells, that offense is not really effective. Juiceless. Yeah, it's juiceless. I was trying to opt for a different way to say it, but it is juiceless. Um, and, and the defense is just kind of there. They're just sort of hanging out. I, I don't really, you know, it's going. It's still an uphill climb for Jacksonville State because it's a Cusa team playing its first season in the FBS and they have lost games to teams who are not South Carolina. It's on the road. Um, they are underdogs for a reason. It is still going to be an, an upset if they win, but I think Jacksonville state as a, as a football product, as a team that can do things has been better than South Carolina this season. I think they just have, I, I like what they're doing in the running game. I think they're figuring some things out there as they are getting healthier and that defense has been awesome. The defense has been fantastic all season. Um, I think they could very easily win this game. I, I I would even, I think they probably will win the game. I think, I think they're quite a bit better than South Carolina is. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, like South Carolina, look, even if we think Spencer Rattler sucks, and I obviously do, um, the kid has the capability to make some major throws. You see, like, even though he's bad, you will see two or three throws a game from him that are just like NFL caliber throws, Yeah. Um, usually down the field. And if he hits two or three of those for explosives in this game, they're probably touchdowns. <clears throat> and I don't know if Jacksonville State can survive two or three of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many points they'll be able to score. But but also, like South Carolina is not good at anything. They're they're ninety third in net success rate. Um, they're like they're, they have one of the worst defenses in the country. Uh, 
they they kind of just stink man like they kind of just stink overall yeah uh i don't really know what to expect from them other than to say that uh if spencer rattler has a classic spencer rattler game and throws like two or three picks they are absolutely capable of losing this game there's yeah. no doubt yeah i mean their leading receiver in, in, in last week's game or two weeks ago against next a uh was a true freshman defensive end nicholas harper who's also playing wide receiver <laughs> uh like <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i don't know like xavier Leggett was playing again but he still doesn't look the same i think the rushing game is horrible um you know, they have a couple of guys out there that are, are solid. You know, I mean, Takarian Joyner, Trey Knox, Xavier Leggett, Nick Harper, like in the receiving game, but none of them have looked that impressive. Uh, uh, Spencer Rattler is not really being efficient this year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think it's 100% capable of, of Jackson. Jacksonville State's definitely capable of winning this game. Yeah. They have, you know, looked pretty bad for stretchers despite winning games. They kind of have a, a horseshoe up their ass in some of these games. Yeah. <laughs> but they know how they've, they've, We've been in tight games and actually won them and shown a willingness to go out there and fight to win, unlike this listless South Carolina program. Yeah, and I, I, I think that if they can avoid – they've had a lot of comebacks this year, as you kind of alluded to. They can't be doing that here. This is not the game to go down 24 nothing in the second quarter and then slowly work your way back. Like you got to be ready to go here, and, and I'm, I'm concerned about that. I think that there's a chance they could fall out of the game before they really settle into it. Um, but if they show up ready to go, which they should, they have all the motivation to do that. This would be a massive win for them. Um, then they could they could absolutely make a game of it and 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 win it outright. I'm uh, I'm hoping for that. Obviously, we are rooting pretty heavily for Jacksonville State here, both on its own merit and because South Carolina is one of those teams that has six losses. It'd be great to get them out of the paint. I don't think they're going to be you know going to a bowl game this season, but we could we could clear them out now and add them to the board of teams that will not be taking our our beautiful Dukes out of a. Uh, a bowl game. There's motivation there for Jacksonville State too, because if there are enough teams that aren't bowl eligible, they'll get to go as well. Um, that uh, I like that dynamic. <laughs> Jacksonville State and James Madison as the Grim Reapers trying to knock out potential bowl teams so they can back their way into it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. They're just kind of out there like the fucking inglorious bastards finding bowl teams. It's a go take out. They yeah. get to FIU last game, right? They officially knocked FIU out, I think. Yeah. Um, An apt comparison for South Carolina specifically. Very similar situation to the Inglorious Bastards if you're playing against South Carolina. Very mm-hmm. similar. Extremely sim- Basically, just a one-for-one. For a one. lot of reasons. A yeah. lot of reasons. Anyway, afternoon, Guantanamo Bay. We got two games in here. One in the SEC, one in the Big 12. Uh, let's go first to CBS at 3.30. That would be Missouri at Georgia. Um, this is for the lead in the East, which Georgia currently holds, but if it loses, it would no longer hold. It would be Missouri up there at the top. Um, it's a big game. It's a, it's a very big football game. It's, it's a top 15 matchup. It is, I think another one of these games that's very interesting stylistically with how different these two are and the way that they approach the game. Um, people know, I think pretty well what these two teams do. I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested. I think Georgia... I'm I'm I have been scorned too too many times by this specific game for Georgia by by basically this matchup for Georgia because they always they always win it <laughs> but I am just I'm interested to see what they look like in a in a game against an actually capable opponent an opponent that can beat them without Brock Bowers because we didn't get to see that last week Florida was never going to beat them you could have you know 
five or six more starters out for Georgia, and they would still win that game. Missouri, I think, does have the guys that they could make a very they could make it very challenging in in Athens if Georgia is not ready to to handle that that you know not not having their star. Yeah, but I think here's the problem, and I know like it's not exactly like you know Florida is not. Missouri, right? We we know Florida's a bad football team. Yeah. But Carson Beck has looked flawless with and without Brock Bowers. He is excellent. And Missouri's pass defense, as we saw against LSU, is shit. It is yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and I don't think that Georgia's pass on offense is quite as good as LSU's. I don't know if anyone's is in the country. Maybe Washington when they're on. Um but you know, like they they are have a pretty damn good one. They're very successful. I, I think that the problem is that Missouri cannot defend the pass. Georgia is happy to pass the ball this year. Um, you know, Missouri obviously gets the fuck out of the football, but Georgia has a very strong pass defense. Georgia's weak spot is their run defense, and Missouri cannot run the football. Um, I don't know. I don't think the strengths match up very well for Missouri. It's going to take a weird game state. Like, they've got to – I don't know what it's going to take. I think it's going to take a couple turnovers, like just waiting like a couple – a little bit of fumble luck. Um, maybe a good special teams play for Luther Burden yeah. or Mookie Cooper. I don't know. It's going to take some weird plays. Like, I don't think Missouri is going to win the success rate battle on this one. <laughs> not that's the end all be all football. Yeah. They're not going to outgain Georgia. They're not going to win on success rate. They got to hit more explosives and get a couple like breaks of luck. And that's possible. Like, I do think that is possible. I don't think McConkie is going to go out there and be the star player and win your game every week. Um, even though you played a shit ass Florida team and, and have that feeling, I do think it gets harder, but <sighs> I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Obviously, I, I I have some hope for Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's always good to have some hope for Missouri. Um, I don't really even know. Like, I was just I'm sifting through. I don't know if there is a recent comparison for like anybody that approaches the game the way that Missouri does, um, beating Georgia. Nobody has beaten Georgia in the last two years, and so it's kind of hard to find those examples anyway. But like, Yeah, I, I mean, they, Ohio State got close, I guess you could say. Yeah, Ohio State got close. Alabama did it in 2021. I don't think that Brady Cook and these receivers are quite – <laughs> quite on the level of of Bryce, Bryce Young. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know that I would say that, but the, there's like that there is a teams have done it before. Florida did it in 2020, Alabama did it in 2020. This is a different Georgia team at this point that we're talking about, but you have been able at times to uh, kind of speed these guys up and and win that way if you have a really good offense and you have guys who can win those one-on-one matchups on the outside um protecting for it is a different thing and and i think the reason that you really only see top teams beating or even really competing with georgia in recent years is that you have to at least be competitive up front and i don't know i don't know how much faith i have in missouri and its ability to do that on either side of the ball the line has been good for them this year but it's a it's yeah twenty third is sack percentage yeah it's a, it's yeah. sort of a it's sort of a different deal here with uh, with, with Georgia and there is a there is a track record there is a path to do this to get them in a shootout and win it late there is a path to do that it's just if Georgia's passing attack is not meeting a lot of resistance you still you you you're you're not finding yourself in a shootout with a lumbering you know just team that can't put points on the board. Georgia can move the ball and and score if it needs to. And I think Missouri probably on top of 
playing well <laughs> on top of getting those those big passing plays on keeping things moving on speeding the game up it does probably also need a little bit of luck it, it probably needs one or two breaks to go its way along with playing you know basically its best game of the season it's 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 a tall it's a tall ask and i certainly wouldn't it's a predict very it tall ask, but I, yeah. it, it's not impossible it is it, it, it can georgia has looked mortal this season i think that Missouri is as equipped as anybody on the schedule to actually do something about that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I guess I, I just think the concern is like Georgia has looked mortal when it's playing games it doesn't care about that it knows it will win. Yeah. Um, when it's being told the team across from it is capable of of putting points on them, they have yeah. played very hard, right? Like they beat the shit out of Kentucky and out of Florida. They really did. Um, yeah, they really did. <laughs> and I think they probably view Missouri the same way. Um, I would hope it's yeah, like number 12 in the country. I would, I would, I would assume that you right. are probably up for this one <laughs> if you're Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I don't have much faith here. I, I guess like the difference is I think people are going to compare Missouri to last year's Tennessee team and they're not that like, I, first of all, I don't think they're as good as last year's Tennessee team, but they're bad in different ways. Um, like Missouri has been able to create pressure this year. Remember the line a little bit, they're 23rd in sack rate. They can get after the quarterback. And I think if you hit Carson Beck a couple times, like the, which is, look, Georgia's O-line is good. I acknowledge that. Um, but if you can hit Carson Beck a couple times, I think they probably feel a little different about this. Um, I think you want to make Georgia run the football because their running backs are not very good. Even if they're more physical than you, they're stronger. They're happy to win games in the ground and have been for years. They're not actually that good at it this year. They're not very efficient. Um you want to try to make them run, but I don't know if Missouri has the secondary to do that. Yeah. Um, I think Georgia's going to get a given at once all day and no one gets what it wants all day on Georgia's defense, except for again, like even Alabama in 2021 didn't get what they wanted. They kind of just won that game with a couple of big plays. Um, the only team that got what it wanted on Georgia's defense the past three years was last year's Ohio state team. Yeah. Um, and they still couldn't win. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, I would I would not um I probably would not compare this Missouri team to that Ohio State offense. No, it's a good <laughs> offense, but it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think honestly, if you want to do the Tennessee comparison, you like last year's Tennessee I think was better than this Missouri team. You could do that, but also you would have to look at the game that Tennessee played against Georgia last year, and it would not be an, an encouraging data point. Yeah, 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 it would not be an encor- <laughs> an encouraging data point in, in the in the case, like if you're trying to make the argument that Missouri can can win this. I don't think I would use Tennessee last season as the example because they were not. It, game, it was a bad. It was a bad game. It was not competitive. <laughs> they were not. They and were I, not I do think. I do think last year Georgia secondary was better than this year's. Yeah. But uh, I. I just don't see it. I don't know. Like I'll, again, I'll watch the game. I'm curious to watch this one. It's going to be like a definitely a two screen slot uh, slot for me. Um, with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, which we'll talk about next. I'm certainly going to watch both of those games. I would be pretty surprised if Missouri pulled this off, but we'd love to see it. Yeah, we would love to see it. Uh, you just mentioned here Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Bedlam, uh, 3.30 p.m. on ABC is the other one in the Guantanamo Bay slot here. I think I'm probably going to skew towards this one if i'm picking like i'm gonna I'll, I'll have both probably one on the laptop one on the on the tv i think i'll probably put missouri georgia on the laptop and go with oklahoma oklahoma state on the tv at least early on because um, i think oklahoma is more gettable in in this spot than georgia is um i also i don't know how much faith i have in that i just 
Oklahoma State is coming into this game really, really hot, and I don't know if Oklahoma, given what we just saw from from it against Kansas, I don't know if Oklahoma is going to have an answer for Ollie Gordon. And so it, it kind of it kind of starts there for me is that I think he might be if he is if he performs if he plays the way he has the last three or four weeks, I think Oklahoma State could very, very, very easily win this game. Yeah, I, I'm trying to balance out my thought of like Oklahoma State's one of the hottest teams in the country. It has perhaps the best running back right now in America with Ollie Gordon uh, versus the fact that it's Mike Gundy in Bedlam and we kind of know the score here. Yeah. Uh, and also Oklahoma State does not have any kind of rushing attack in the slightest. Like they, or sorry, rushing defense, rushing defense. I yeah. apologize. They have a great rushing attack. <laughs> Their rush defense is terrible. Um, I don't know, like, I don't think Oklahoma is a dominant rushing team, but they can move the football a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I like the uh, the Walker kid for them. Uh, also, Oklahoma is probably going to miss its best defensive player with uh, with Danny Stutzman. He's probably going to be out, yeah. Um, which is relevant. I, I'm curious to see that. I mean, I, I think Oklahoma State um, needs to win this one on game state. Like, it needs to get a lead early. It cannot fall behind. It needs to go up. If if you win the toss, take the football, right? Go score yeah. and run the fuck out of the ball all day. Shorten this game. Um, try to hit Dylan Gabriel, you know, force him into some errors. He's he's a good quarterback, but not a perfect one. Um, I definitely like the odds of Oklahoma State to pull this off much better than I like Missouri against Georgia. I just, come on, man. It's just like, it's Mike Gundy and, and Bedlam too. That's just my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah, it is Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy in Bedlam, and that is a difficult thing to get around. He's done it recently. He did it in 2021. Uh, this is not that. I'm not willing to say that this Oklahoma State team is to that level yet. Their defense certainly isn't and isn't going to be. The offense is probably better entirely because of Gordon, at least right now. Um, the Oklahoma is still the favorite here and should be. I think Oklahoma is a better team um I do have my concerns about Oklahoma coming off of the loss that it just took the way that it that it took it um I have worries like I said in the in the recap show about how rigid this offense is when you get it off schedule they just don't really have answers um I I I still think Oklahoma wins but I could I can see I can see a path for Oklahoma State here that is not it's not anywhere near as cluttered as as it was a couple weeks ago. This was not yeah. even on our radar a couple weeks ago, and now I think that there is a real there's a real way that they can do this. That is not. Yeah, I think we we thought Oklahoma State was going like five and seven. Yeah, yeah. we thought they were bad, and I think we were fair in doing so because they had just gotten housed by a Sun Belt team. Like, <laughs> I don't think yeah. it was that. And even crazy. like, yeah, we thought they were bad preseason. They got their ass whooped by a four and four Alabama team. They lost at fucking Iowa State right after Iowa State lost to Ohio. And then they found somehow in the middle of nowhere, a guy who barely played for the last two years, the best running back in the country. Uh, I'm not going to say our bad. We couldn't have known. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, uh, I don't, I don't know that there were a ton of predictions out there that Ollie Gordon would just go nuts and suddenly fix the offense. Um, I'll say it one better. I don't think Ollie Gordon's name was said on a single preview show, preview show that was not about Oklahoma State yeah. exclusively. Yeah, from what I have from what I have gathered about him, he had like a big I think he had a big bowl game last year and so people who cover the program and who follow it were like excited about him and then he just didn't he had not been really involved through the first month or so of the season. I, I don't know if that was he was in the doghouse or just wasn't whatever it was, uh, but he got yeah. out of it and has been, you know, obviously what he has been the last couple of weeks. For what it's worth, he had uh, 45 yards in last year's bowl game. Huh. 
Well, that would be a fun thing to get excited about. I don't know what the hell the people on that broadcast <laughs> I was watching were talking about. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. They're lying to you. They're just trying to. They're 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 cloud chasing. They're cloud chasers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I will say, like I said, Oklahoma State has been on a hot streak in terms of Gordon being on a hot streak. They beat Kansas State and Kansas. They did kind of struggle at WU, but WU is not a bad football team. Um, that team is five and three. Um, they beat the piss out of Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, they are clearly riding the hot hand, which is what they should do. I mean, the kids should have, like, if Ollie Gordon has fewer than 30 carries this game, they freaked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the last, in the last, uh, the last four games in their four game win streak, he had 21, 29, 29, 25. Yeah. Uh, and they were, they ended that game against Cincinnati by halftime. So, um, I expect a heavy diet of Ollie Gordon and see if anyone can stop you. Uh, their O-line's pretty good. Um, I mean, I would just test the hell out of Oklahoma and see how well how well they, they fill in without Stutzman because that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to watch it. I don't know what the history is. I'm just off the top of my head of like teams beating Brent Venable's defenses by running the football. Uh-huh. Um, I guess Pitt did it when Pitt beat Clemson. Uh, that was kind of all they could do back then. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since someone beat Brent Venables by running the hell out of the football. Well, I, uh, I, I suppose, that's la- I, I suppose last year a lot of people yeah. beat Brent Venables. Well, like, fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. You're right. But I'm not really judging that one, I guess. Like, if I'm looking at Brent Venables, the good football team. Yeah. Yeah. Which he may or may not have. We don't know. Yeah. Um, unclear. Could, could be anything. Um, yeah, this uh, I'm 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 excited for this one. I think Oklahoma probably wins, but I sure hope it doesn't. I would love to get the Big Twelve out of the paint this weekend. Just Kansas State, Oklahoma State, take care of business, and uh, get them out of there. I don't want to. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see Texas and Oklahoma in the top ten. I don't want to have to think about those teams. Just get them out yeah. of here. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I mean, just not that we're big Heisman guys or anything, but like if Gordon goes off in this game. Uh, he is a new entrant into the Heisman race. Yeah, he is. That we we tried the completely fruitless exercise of predicting who the guy who comes out of nowhere would be a couple weeks ago on the premium show, uh-huh. which is an impossible task. You can't. That's the whole point is that you don't know who it's going to be. Um, I don't think he was on our board. I don't think that any of us. No, at the time, he but he had like he had like four hundred fifty yards in the season at the time we did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Such as um, life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's had like almost 900 yards in the last five weeks. One of these, or over 900 yards. One yeah. of these days, we're gonna get one. We're gonna get our hands on a guy who's not good yet, but then becomes really good, and we're not ever gonna shut up about it. We're gonna be talking about it for years. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. We look forward to that. Most wanted. We got two more games here: James Madison at Georgia State, 3:30 p.m. on ESPN two, and Virginia Tech at Louisville, 3:30 p.m. on the ACC network. I will knock out this Sun Belt game here real quick. But before you do, sorry, I just want to totally fuck up your flow and interject here. Yeah. Uh, something I realized after I was looking at the standings. If Oklahoma State wins this game, it does open the door for Big 12 champion Iowa State. Mm. Um, <laughs> because they are currently at one loss and they have beat Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, one loss in the conference. Pretty funny. Pretty funny to imagine a, an uh, Iowa State team that lost to Ohio winning the Big 12. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. That would be um, cool. God, they did lose to Ohio. I had forgotten about that. They sure did. Yeah. Boy. Sorry, anyway, keep going. This game is good. James Madison, Georgia State, 3.30 p.m., ESPN2. Do your thing. Yeah, the game's good. It's it's a it's a good Sunbelt East game. Um, James Madison is, is always very fun to watch. I think that there's a very good chance that they... Uh, like, I would love for this to be 
close and love for it to be a game for four quarters. I think Georgia State is is particularly susceptible to the same thing that has gotten a lot of teams who have played James Madison this year, which is that they can't block those edge rushers. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep Darren Granger upright for long enough that he's, you know, making anything happen down the field, which is where they would want to win the game is with their receivers, with their passing attack, with a good running game. I will say a good running game is um, as close to meaningless when you are playing James Madison's defense as as it ever could be that you have a guy who can go for 200 yards at halfback and it doesn't matter at all. But that is the truth of the thing is that you can't run on these guys. It's not going to happen. Nobody has done it. It just it just doesn't happen. It's not a thing that you can do against James Madison. And so they need Darren Granger to make those throws. And I don't know that he will have time to do that with, with Mikhail Kamara and, and uh, Jalen Green coming at him. Um, Jamry Chroma as well has been awesome for them up front. Like they just, they have so many fucking dudes on this defensive line. And I don't know if Georgia state has the horses to, to keep up. I think it might start and end there, which has been, Again, not uncommon this season. There have been a few teams who have been able to hold them off or mitigate it with other things. Old Dominion did a really good job of this. But it can still just show up and end the game pretty much at any time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And and I think that's, I mean, that's the power of having a, a pass rusher like him. He is, you know, singularly the the best, I mean, he's the best overall defensive player in college football this year. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Jalen Green has like 16 sacks on the season. <laughs> he's, he he's has a fucking animal. Yeah, he, he's yeah. Um, he's good. I'll say it. He's good. And and if he gets, I don't know, if he gets two and a half in this game, he is very much on pace to to break the record. If he gets like one and a half in this game, he could do it. The record is, uh, is 20, right? Yeah, I think Elvis Dumerville has it. Is that right? That sounds um, right. Yeah. NCAA individual sack records. Yeah, let's pull this up. Um, yeah, it is Elvis Dumerville with 20 in 2005. Um, he is currently at Jalen Green's at 15 and a half with four games to go. Yeah. I mean. I like those odds. Kid needs <laughs> kid needs five to beat it. That'd yeah. be a pretty cool story. You got to think he's he's hunting for it at this point, um, which I mean, it's just it's just awesome to watch him play. Yeah, I, I think he's got a real crack at it. I think they can get after Georgia State. Um, it is a good game to watch. Georgia State is a competent, well-coached football team. Um, I just uh, – I think James Madison is on a, on a mission right now. These guys are on a war path, and I do not think anyone is getting in the way. Yep. I don't think they, Georgia State is – they are playing against themselves, which is they are against the opponent. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, and the, my last thought on this is if you got put in the device by Troy, which Georgia State did, they scored seven points in that game, you will get put in the device by James Madison. It is not yeah, – James not, Madison put Troy in the device. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a terribly different experience, I don't think. It's kind of – and, like, that game could have gone differently for Georgia State. There were a couple of just – missed opportunities and things like that and so maybe it's closer but it's um it's going to be a struggle and i don't know if physically georgia state is quite up for the task here because james madison is just fucking nasty they're really really nasty and they're really hard to work around um virginia tech at louisville is the other one here 3 30 p.m on acc network any thoughts here yeah um virginia tech has been a great kind of revival story um you know kind of making a competitive the last few weeks they are you know tied for second in the acc uh they're three and one in the league they've um they've they've rat, you know kind of rattled off some wins here lately um however i think louisville is actually a pretty good football team uh by all accounts i wouldn't say they're dominant but they did beat the hell out of a very good Notre Dame team yeah um and i think this is a team that that is 
comfortable playing pretty much any style of football game. Like they, they've won shootouts, they've won dogfights. Um, their offense gets stuck in the mud sometimes, but uh, you know, Virginia Tech, I, I don't think has the offense to to th- like. Basically, what I'm going to say is they're going to play from long fields all day. Uh, and I don't think you can beat Louisville doing that. I think Louisville will win this game in a steady field position battle, yeah. which is basically exactly what they did to Duke, uh, except it's going to be worse because Virginia Tech's offense is much worse than Duke's is, yeah. um, and their defense is not as good. I, I don't know. I think this is something like a 31-7 to final um, where Virginia Tech just doesn't have the horses to play rep to rep. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, they're a little hot right now. I, I uh, would be I would be very interested to see how Louisville gets to 31 points. I don't know that they're capable of doing that against a bad defense, and this is a pretty good defense. Um, I don't know. I guess they, they got the 31 on, on Notre Dame. They got the 33 on them. They sure um, did. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that was a real result that we're all considering very strongly, and that was... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fully. I'm fully. Yeah, everything in that game was real and true. Um, yeah. Sure. Well, look. I mean, you know it's ridiculous, and, and obviously Louisville sprints to shit its pants against bad teams. It, it lost to Pitt, 38-21 on the road. It nearly lost to Indiana with a terrible second half effort, uh, 21-14 final, and and almost lost Georgia Tech in the home opener in Atlanta. But that's not home opener, rather the opener in Atlanta. Um, I think they figured some things out. I think they're a little more confident at this point. They have one of the better resumes in America, to be honest with you. I mean, they have the Notre Dame win. They have two pretty good wins at NC State against Duke. Um, I think Louisville is on a collision path with Florida State in the ACC final. Um, and I don't think they're going to let Virginia Tech be a stumbling point. Yeah, and if they are, Virginia Tech finds itself on that same path, which would be very funny. Um, yes. That, uh, I don't know, that would be that would be a, a fun story. I do not expect that that will happen, but it would be... It would be cool. I think I would enjoy that a lot more than I would seeing Louisville there. They're both going to lose to Florida State. Whoever gets there is going to lose to Florida State. But it would be cool if it was Virginia Tech instead of a a Louisville team that, to me, is just kind of there. They're they're yeah. I mean, I mean, like I I think they have improved to pretty good. But there's nothing really that Louisville does other than like there are a couple guys on the team who I like. There's nothing that they do that I would like to see a 13th or 14th game of. I think I'm okay with with Louisville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I, here's the thing: is that Louisville is essentially a 15 to 20 percent better version of Rutgers, maybe 25 percent better. And Rutgers beat Virginia Tech by three scores. Yeah, I, I just think Louisville is going to do the exact same fucking thing to them. Uh, and it's not going to be that close. Maybe maybe Louisville doesn't get to, to 31, like I said. Yeah. But I don't think this game is going to be in doubt after halftime. I just don't think Virginia Tech can move the football at all. And I, I think they're going to play from long fields all day. And it's going to, they're going to punt seven or eight times. It's going to feel helpless. Yeah. I, I think Virginia Tech has improved a good deal since that loss to Rutgers. But I do, yeah, I do, of course think, they have. I yeah. do think Louisville wins. Um, I don't know that it's – I'm not quite on board with it being a blowout. I, I think Louisville probably wins by – 10 10 13 points something like that um i think virginia tech is good enough to hang i just i don't think they're good enough to win um no fly list we got five games here that we are going to i think generally speed through because we are staring down the abu grave game of the week right after that uh we got air force uh versus army and in denver 2 30 p.m on cbssn uh fcs top 11 matchup north dakota state to south dakota state 3 p.m on espn plus 
Uh, big game in the Sun Belt East. That would be Coastal Carolina at Old Dominion, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN+. I think that one's kind of sneaky, interesting. Uh, and then two Big Ten games, Penn State at Maryland, 3.30 on Fox, and Iowa at Northwestern, 3.30 on Peacock. Um, Ryan, anything here that you want to uh, you want to stop the bus for and, and, and talk about, or do you want to move on to LSU Alabama? Um, I'll give quick bullet points. Uh, Air Force will wrap up the Commander-in-Chief trophy with this game against Army. Uh, no concerns there at all. Air Force keeps on marching. Yeah. Um, Penn State at Maryland, you know, I, I, it's this Maryland team always was to Penn State. It's just kind of what they do, and Maryland's also in a death spiral right now. They have lost three straight, including to Illinois and Northwestern. Um, and Penn, but however, Penn State also looked very shitty against Indiana last week. Uh, obviously lost to Ohio State the week prior. Um, the their secondary, I, I think, is worse than I thought it was. They have not been as advertised. And Maryland is not very good this year, but, I mean, just historically speaking, they can hit some explosives on you in the passing game. So I guess I'll be curious to watch that. Um, Iowa Northwestern, um, I guess, this is pretty meaningful in the Big Ten West and, and more watchable than Minnesota-Illinois. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's the first – it's the first game after Brian Ferentz has been forced to resign. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be hilarious. They put up like 35 points. Yeah. Um, that's a funny outcome we can all look for. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to watch much of these games. The, there are too many good games on to actually care about that have meaningful consequences on conference title races. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I, I have a uh, real quick, I have an army stat for you here in their last five games. Which I, I some of these are good defenses, some of them uh, less so. Syracuse, Boston College, Troy, LSU, and UMass. Um, they are zero and five. Do you want to guess how many points they're averaging across those five games? Oh, not many. Twelve. Uh, it would be ten point eight. <laughs> 10, 10. Pretty good for eight. me. Pretty good. I'll yeah, take that, that. Was, that was that was solid. Um, they were <laughs> they were held scoreless against both Troy and LSU, and they just put fourteen on the board against UMass. Yeah, but not was, scoring on LSU's defense is tough. Yeah, maybe the worst defense in America at UMass, and they got four, <laughs> they got fourteen <laughs> points on the board. Um, no, not LSU. LSU does not have maybe the worst defense oh. in America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some would say. Yeah, yeah, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so things are going really well for them there. I think Air Force's defense is probably going to have a, a, a fairly comfortable day on, uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, evening, I mentioned it, the Abu Ghraib game of the week, of course, is LSU at Alabama, 7.45 p.m. Weird time to start a game on CBS. This is the, the night game on CBS, the big one that they do every year where they have a you know, like the the big, basically the biggest SEC game that they can get their hands on is the night game, and that would yeah. be that would be this one. Um, well, Patrick, they're starting at seven forty-five because the uh, the IDF is playing a flyover, and they're gonna try to not hit any civilians during during yeah. the game, but they're not sure if they can promise. And that. They baked in yeah. a fifteen-minute delay, assuming that they would be kind of late to the <laughs> <laughs> late late arriving. Um, yeah, so uh, this is, I mean. I don't even know where to start with this. It's a big fucking game. This is a big game. This is this is you know going to determine a lot of where this season goes. LSU is still working from behind the eight ball, given that it has two losses. But Alabama could be very much, you know, potentially knocked out of contention here. It already has one loss, lost to Texas. Um, and so nationally, it's important. And then within the conference, it's very important. Alabama's at the top of the West right now, but wouldn't be if it lost this game. Um, there's, it's, it's every bit as big as it usually is when these two teams play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this is 
It feels like, given the fact that we are assuming safely that Ole Miss will lose to Georgia, this is pretty much the decider game in the West. Yeah. Right. The winner of this game is going to Atlanta. Yep. Um. So, it's a fascinating game to watch, right? Like, I, I think that you know the good on good matchup is LSU's offense on on Bama's defense, right? I think the LSU offense is elite. I think it's the best in the country at pretty much. I mean, they're fantastic. They're unfucking real. Yeah. Uh, on offense, I think. Bama is a very good to great defense. It's probably not the best in the country, but it's in that conversation. It's in the top five or seven. Um, I, you know, I think that uh, Alabama's offense, while it's it's pretty bad, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, they've started to figure out what Jalen Milrow can do, which is not much, but they've at least figured out what he can do and kind of limited him to that. Um, I think that LSU's defense is still bad. Um, I guess the question is just who wins in the margins more, right? Can LSU get any stops? And they seem to be improving slightly. Uh, you mentioned they held Army to, to zero points. They held Auburn to 18. Um, they looked pretty bad in that back-to-back stretch or back three-game stretch against Missouri, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. But yeah, um, I mean, did did pretty well against Mississippi State. I don't know. I'm kind of fishing for hope here. Um, I, I think if it turns to a shootout, I trust LSU to win it a lot more than Bama. Bama does not want to play in shootouts. They already lost a, a, a quasi shootout to Texas. You know, that game was lower scoring than this one would probably be. Um, it was a lot of big pass plays downfield to side of the game. And Bama can't do it, man. Like, I know that LSU's corners can't cover. And I, I understand that. And, you know, <laughs> Bama tore up Texas A&M, which has a pretty comparable defense to LSU with a good front and bad corners. I, I understand that. But I don't think... Bama can keep pace with LSU's offense. I really don't. Uh, yeah. This LSU offense is on a different level than anything Alabama has seen all season, including Ole Miss, um, including Texas. Yeah, this is a different level of offense. Yeah, they're um, they are right up there with the the true elite best offenses in the country. They're second in success rate. I didn't even realize they were first in rushing success rate. I don't know how the fuck they did that. They're fifth in in passing. Um, they're excellent. They're excellent at everything they do on offense, yeah. and that really. Well, the way how they did it is because they have a they have a deep and a running back core that stays fresh. I mean, they, they have that's true. Uh, yeah. They have uh, what five backs that have at least twenty carries this season. Yeah, um, it's a good way they, to do Logan it. Logan Diggs is the big dog, but they have a bunch of other guys that they trust. Yeah, sorry, keep going. <clears throat> yeah, I did just um, it, it's uh, it's a it's a the way that they do it is such that it never feels as dominant as it actually is. Um, but their rushing attack has been excellent. It's not uh, it's not really one guy going for two hundred yards. It's more five guys going for three hundred combined, <laughs> things like that. Um, and I just. I know that it's Alabama. I know that LSU's defense is shaky would be generous. It's not good. Uh, the corners are not good. I, I think that, you know, maybe you can you can have some hope coming into this that they have figured some things out on that side of the ball, that they can get a pass rush, that they understand that this is not a game to waste your your chances, that you need to just you need to just blitz. You need to bring Harold Perkins. You need to be aggressive. And if you can get pressure on Jalen Milrow, you can really kind of, I mean, you can pretty much stop the offense. The offense, I'm not at all scared of Alabama's offense because I just don't think it's very good. I don't, I, I, I think that they probably will move the ball some here because LSU's defense is so leaky. But I think that there is also a very real chance here for LSU if it gets pressure to get some stops, get some turnovers and, and make Jalen Milrow beat you which which I just don't think he can do. Um, I don't, I don't know that Alabama has the guys on offense to win this game. Even if it's, even if LSU isn't getting many stops, because I don't think LSU 
is going to be meaningfully deterred by anything that Alabama's doing, even with a good defense. I think LSU's offense is better than Alabama's defense and will move the ball consistently and will put the ball in the end zone quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem here is like, is Dallas Turner capable of winning a game by himself? Yeah. Uh, which, which I, I, because like he is a singular force in the pass rush. He is incredible. Uh, Bama is 10th in sack rate in the country, largely because of him. And LSU is 80th sacks allowed. Um, but at the same time, LSU is totally comfortable playing behind the chains, right? They have two fantastic receivers in Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas. They have perhaps, I, I, to me, the best quarterback in the country with Jaden Daniels. Um, I, I think LSU has more paths to winning this game than Bama does. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. Bama with that. needs, yeah, like which I think Bama needs to do things it's not comfortable doing, which is have Jalen Milrow hit big throws downfield. Yeah. I understand he has a cannon. I understand yada yada, whatever. Those receivers, I don't trust them. I just do not trust them in a big game. Um, I don't think they have the goods. Um, and I think that's just a, a massive impediment to Alabama because they're going to have to play that game, even with a great, like we've seen great defenses, not stop great offenses, right? A great yeah. offense is just always going to have the advantage almost every time. And this Alabama defense is very, very good, but it's not like, it's not special. It's not 2021 Georgia, right? Like it's not, and that's kind of the level of defense you have to have to be able to slow down this LSU team and keep them, I don't know. Is it crazy to say like keep them under 40? Yeah. Um, uh, the only one that did it all season, I, I guess that uh, Arkansas did it, which was kind of just a shit ass game from, from LSU. They kind of weren't really yeah. paying attention out there. And uh, and Florida State did it. Florida State just beat the shit out of them. Bama's not that physical, man. Like Bama's not that tough of a team this year. And um, I, I don't know that I, I like I I've never I have not ever seen anything from this offense this season that makes me think they can go punch for punch in the way that Florida State did. Florida State has no. guys who could go make yeah. plays. They have Keon Coleman. They have. Uh, uh, an experienced quarterback who can extend plays and did in that yeah. game. And Johnny and, Wilson, Trey yeah. Benson. And an, yeah, 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 and an yeah. awesome rushing attack and an offense that could go blow for blow and did. And, and eventually they were able to take over because of that, because LSU was not only trying to move the ball on a defense that was making plays and was physical, it also had to keep up with a very, very good offense. And Alabama's is not that. Alabama's is not a very good offense. It's not good at all. It's a bad offense. Um, they just, I, I don't, I don't really think that Alabama can keep up. I just, I just don't. And maybe they can keep it close, but even with the, you know, what I think one of the greatest strengths of this team is like you said, can Dallas Turner go win this on his own? Can they get the pass rush and, and make things difficult? Even if you're back there, even if Dallas Turner is back there, and I think he probably will be a decent amount in this game. I don't think he's going to be back there every play, but you still have to get Jaden Daniels on the ground, and that is a lot. It's a lot easier said than done. He is he's more than capable of ex, of escaping the pocket and making plays as a runner. He's more than willing to do it. Um, and, and I think that like Alabama struggled against Texas's offense, and Quinn does not really have that same that same thing to him. He 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 has run, and he's capable of running. Jaden Daniels is a threatening runner. He is a dangerous guy when he's in the open field. And I don't, even in the best case scenario for Alabama where they're getting home, are you still, are you getting him on the ground? Are you actually getting home or are you just pressuring him? Because if you're just pressuring him, he's just going to take 10 yards. He's, he's, there's not, that's not a win necessarily because he can just get yeah. out of there. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I do like some of the the linebackers, and like I think I think Lawson in particular is a guy who for Alabama can help spy somewhat against Daniels. But there's, a, I mean, he is an elite athlete. There's only so much you can do, yeah. right? Um, that's, that's I think a, the comparison, that's a lot of field yeah. that you're going to have to cover, and you can't really be doing anything else if that's your job. Yeah, I think the comparison for this game, and I'm sure other people have made it, is like is what Ole Miss did to Bama back to back in 2014, 2015, right? 2014, Ole Miss won a relatively lower scoring game like a a war in at home in oxford they won 23 17 and the next year they came out and bama had a, a pretty bad offense that bama team was 23rd offensive sp plus um the current one i should get pulled up um it i don't know if you have it in front of you by chance but i don't uh, um Okay, well, we'll find it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let me get that pulled up right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this Bama team obviously is a pretty bad offense, all things considered. Uh, and, and I think that basically, you know, you know, Ole, Ole Miss won that game in a shootout, right? They forced Bama to play a, a game. That team was not comfortable playing. And although they did put up some points, they put up 37 on Ole Miss. Ole Miss was able to have a bigger punch and, and win. And, you know, uh, that's, I think, exactly what, Ole, what, what LSU was trying to do. They're two very different teams. But those Ole Miss teams came in unafraid of Bama, right? Like they were not scared of Bama yeah. because they beat them the previous year. And I don't think LSU is scared of Bama at all. I think it looks at a team that, while it's been improving, um, has not really – I mean, they beat Ole Miss, but no one respects Ole Miss in the SEC. <laughs> no yeah. one fears Ole Miss. Like I, I think LSU has the confidence to go win this game. It's been through a war with Florida State. Uh, it's been in wars with Ole Miss and Missouri. Um it is comfortable playing these kinds of games and going out there to win. You know, Alabama was in a war with fucking South Florida. Like it's not the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's some more motivated team that wants to go win the West and, and assert itself and make up for a bad, a bad start to the season. And I don't know. I, I like LSU here. And it's a three point game, which with Alabama being at home, it's basically a pick Um I'm excited to watch this one, but I like LSU. Yeah. I also like LSU. I think LSU wins. Uh, Guantanamo Bay, Washington at USC, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, big game in the Pac-12. Both of these teams currently right up there at the top of the standings. Washington is obviously first, uh, as it is currently unbeaten. Um, this will be, I mean, you can pretty much knock USC out of the Pac-12 race if Washington wins this one. And I know that it is... It's shaky right now, given what Washington has done the last couple weeks, that it just hasn't looked like itself in in games against pretty bad teams. Um, But I think that there's not, there's obviously no sleepwalking into a game with USC. This is, they know what they're, they they, they know what they're getting into here and they understand that this is a, it's a big name opponent, certainly, if if nothing else. Um, And I think Washington will... Honestly, I think Washington's going to wipe the floor with them. I think Washington's going to kick mm. the shit out of USC. I, I I know that there are that, that there's you know reasonable concern about what Washington has done the last couple of weeks. Even if those issues are real, and if they do actually have like if it wasn't just them sleepwalking, it is just that that teams are are better understanding how to defend them, that they're finding things that that, that work against this shaky defense. All of that, it might be true. I don't think it's going to matter here because I don't think USC is any good. And I think Washington's going to run them off the field. Yeah. I think you also have like the mental factor of USC being very, very willing to quit in a football game. They actually love to do it. Um, and then I think Washington can just like, if they can come out hot, they can end this. Like USC is not going to fight back into a game. <laughs> no. Right. Like that's not going to happen. They don't do that. Um, yeah. So I, 
also Kalen DeBoer has historically is very good against ranked opponents. He gets his teams up. He's seven and one. The only loss came uh, against Oregon state when he was at Fresno state. And, um, uh, what's his name got hurt in that game? Um, Hainer. the quarterback they had forever. Yeah. Uh, Hainer, Jake Hainer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, got hurt in that game and that's uh, when they lost it in the fourth quarter. They had I'll, a lead. I'll in the also, I'll forgive him yeah. for that one. I'm, I'm going to say, you know what? I can understand that you lost that game. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you I, were, think you're, yeah. I think you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a guy who knows how to get his team up for a big game. Um, they rallied against Oregon. They played a very tough game in tough circumstances and found a way to win, despite probably not being as good as Oregon, to be frank. Um, and I think they are better than USC. They know the stakes. Um, this is a tough game. You know, this is a situation where if you win this one, you're also relatively home clear for the Pac-12 championship. Like you're going to be in the race if you win this. Yeah. Um, you know, you... Uh, you got Utah, Oregon State, and Wazoo left in the schedule, but you should not lose to Utah or Washington State, and you can afford a loss, even though I think Oregon State's probably not capable of beating them either. Like, this, this is a team that has everything in front of it right now, and if it wins this game, it is going to have a chance to get to where it wants to go. Yeah. Um, And I just think they get it figured out. I, I know they've been reeling. I understand that. I, I think that they've also, like, this is just a team that that, that is tough, that has a feeling of destiny, they're not the fucking 2019 LSU Tigers, like a lot of folks said. And, um, you know, I, I I think Washington's got this too. I think maybe are, are also we're hoping for that. So I'm sure our perception is colored. Yeah. But I don't know. I trust I, us. I, I Like our, our perception is colored, yes, by the fact that neither of us we, – we both hate this USC program. It's not, not just for – you know, not not because of the logo, but because of the people who are currently in charge of it. I don't care about USC beyond Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and these guys. I hate yeah, those guys. I'm fine with USC. I hate those guys, and I don't trust them. Um, and like we are, we we are biased against them, but also they just they lost back to back games against teams that they probably, given the talent that they have, cert- I mean, certainly shouldn't have lost to. They didn't look good in either game. They got pantsed by Notre Dame, and they did they didn't have really. They couldn't beat a Utah team without an offense. Um, and then they just went to the last play against Cal and probably should have lost that game. These guys aren't good. It's not just a matter of us being biased against them. We were right. They stink. <laughs> they're not like our our bias was was right. They're not good. They're not they're just they're just not good. They're not good at the thing that they want to do. Yeah. No, I mean a hundred percent. And and yeah, I think Washington also get pressure on Caleb Williams and we know how poorly he responds to that. I think he's like a hundredth in the country in QBR against pressure. Yeah. Um, I just think Washington's tougher, man. I think they care more. I think they're tougher. I think they have better players. Um, I think USC is kind of realizing their season is over and their coach is talking like he's quitting on them. You know, like I don't think they're focused. I, I think they, I don't think they have the goods is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got I've got Washington win this one and hopefully comfortably, but I do think they find a way to win. Um, another pretty good game in the most wanted category, Pat. Yeah, um, we've got Kansas and Iowa State at seven o'clock on ESPN. Um, what what are your thoughts here? I'll let you take the floor first. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's an important game in in, in the Big Twelve. It, both of these teams are Iowa State is is right up there at the top. They're they're tied for first because they're four and one. Um, <clears throat> but Kansas is still in the running at, at, at three and two and could make some pretty big waves with a, with another win here. They won last week, obviously against Oklahoma and, and I, I think are playing pretty well. Um, I don't know what the bean situation is. What is, what is the, 
I mean, I got to pull up the bean situation. Uh, we got to check on our bean. It, it says Jason Bean from, from uh, Bryson Stricker uh, of uh, Bleacher Report. Um, it says that uh, Jason Bean is expected to start quarterback for Kansas this weekend versus Iowa for a source. But Jalen Daniels has returned to practice in a much fuller capacity this week after going through warm-ups on Saturday. Yeah. Um, which means it seems like he has a chance to play if they need him, which they said he would have loved last week too if Bean went down. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like he continues to progress. Um, I don't know. What is, I'm reading the news stories here regarding Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean. I don't know what these people are seeing. There's an article here with the headline, Jason Bean Redemption Story, one of the best in college football. There's another one saying that, on. that Jalen Daniels is still Kansas's starter when healthy. Like, why would that be a question? The start of the story is about how Jason Bean led them to their first win over Oklahoma since 1997. Like, no, he didn't. He was an impediment. He was bad. <laughs> He did the opposite of that. He he, he very nearly yeah. sabotaged them from doing it. Like I, I don't I don't understand what we're what are we doing here? Jason Bean is not playing well. He's just he's just out there. He happens to be on a good team. He is a bad quarterback on a good team. You know why? People look at the quarterback name and the record. That's it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it. Um, so I that that is going to play a role here. Iowa State's defense looks. I think a lot more like itself this season than it has in years past. Looks like what people associate with Iowa State. Its offense also is very much what you would expect from Iowa State, which is to say that it <laughs> it sucks. Um, they're yeah. not they're not good at anything on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I, I mean this the story is that the story is it's a really good offense, meaning Kansas is versus a pretty good defense, and a really bad offense versus a very bad defense. Yeah. Um, that's the story. Yeah, that's the story. And uh, honestly, like. I, I am I I don't I don't really know that this is crazy. I think you're probably going to be on the same page here. I don't think Iowa State is going to be super competitive here. I think Kansas is probably going to wipe the just just run them off the field. I I, I think that Iowa State's favored, dude. I, I don't understand it. They haven't done anything. They're just there. They're 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 like. What have they done that is impressive? They beat Baylor, Cincinnati, and TCU. They got the shit kicked out of them by Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma State when it was bad. They lost to Ohio. They lost to Iowa. They beat a, like an FCS team. What have they done? What is the reason to think that these guys are good? They're just not playing anybody yet. This is the first real opponent they've had to play in a fucking month. They're going to lose. Yeah, um, pretty obviously they're going to lose. They're going BYU uh... mode. It's the same deal with several teams in this league. They just haven't played anybody yet. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that Kansas is going to run the fuck out of the football and dominate the game that way. Yeah, I think I think that's the answer. Is Kansas going to run for three hundred yards with these guys? Yeah, um, that that's the whole that's the whole game. That's yeah. it. I don't think Iowa State can stop Kansas's rushing attack, and I don't think they can move the football. Yeah, um, yeah. Congratulations you on your a, a couple, on, yeah. on your yeah. dynamic passing defense. Doesn't really matter here. Not a not a huge factor for Kansas if it doesn't need to be. They'll just run the ball. They're yeah. happy to do it. Yeah, my God, do not put this game in Jason Bean's hands. Like no. that's not how you lose. Is Bean throws a couple picks. Um, that's the way it happens, right? Yeah. Is, is it? <laughs> so just don't do that. that yeah. That's my. Uh, if he has my takeaway, don't if do he that. has the ball, he should be running. That is the, that's when I want to see Jason Bean with the ball. It's if he's running because he is a good runner. Um, no, no, no Bean pass. Did, did you hear the stat in the broadcast last week that he finished third in the? T- Texas hundred meter state uh, dash the state finals of it. Yeah, they uh, they love they love to reference that. They love to call him the track <laughs> star. They love to talk. He just certainly doesn't look it. Um, but uh, he is 
he is fast. He's <laughs> he's fast in kind of a weird way, but he is fast. Um, they said there was a broadcast earlier this season before I had heard the track thing where they were saying that um, he was like he was running there like he's the fastest player on the team. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's the fastest player on the team? What? But I guess he I guess he might be. Um, just run him. Just run him. I don't want to see more than fifteen passes in this game. Just run him. It's fine. Yep, yep. That's the size of it. Yep. Um. Uh. Well, uh, we have a few more games to run through here. Uh, in the in the no fly list for the evening, there's Georgia Southern at Texas State uh, at five o'clock on ESPN Plus. SMU at Rice at seven thirty on ESPN U. Sacramento State at Montana State at eight o'clock on ESPN Plus, and Miami at NC State uh, at eight o'clock on the ACC network. Yeah. Um. Any standouts for you? I think there are some good games here. I just don't know that you're going to get yeah. to them, basically. I, I, I think that this is probably too top-heavy a time slot to be investing a ton of time into in any of these. But I, I think that like the the first three specifically are pretty good. I, I think the Sunbelt game should be fun. Uh, two, two pretty similar offenses in design should be a lot of points there. Um, very interested to see what SMU does against Rice. This, this is a chance for SMU to prove to me that they are good because I think Rice is competent and Rice has obviously played a lot of a lot of close games with pretty good teams they just you know they just lost by two to Tulane and they were right there um so I I think there is there's a chance that Rice could win that game and if they do that then obviously SMU was who I thought they were and if SMU looks really good and and establishes itself and runs away with it, I would be impressed. I, I would have to I would have to tip the hat at that point. The FCS game here is also good top ten game in the big sky. Um, Montana State coming off a loss to Idaho, but still a bi- a big game and also that's not really uh, how the playoff works down there and so it's not um it's not quite the same the same level of of, uh, of importance that they just lost they can get right back in it here with a win uh, at home against a fun sacramento state offense a fun team two fun offenses in that one i don't really care about miami at nc state but the other three i think are pretty good if you are looking for if you don't really care about the top of the the sport and you just want to watch something fun. I, I think there are some good options there. I, I think I'll probably stick to the, the top two or three in this slot just because there's there's a lot of importance here. And I don't think we, you really need to be searching for gyms unless those top games just aren't good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say that for Miami NC State, um, based on the way these teams have both played for like a month and a half, uh, it's almost guaranteed to be some like bullshit one score game where someone fucks up late and loses, Yeah, um, which is funny in its own right. Um, they're both two and two in the ACC and theoretically, if, you know, uh, the winner of Louisville, Virginia tech slips up they're in, right back in the race. Um, so there's some intrigue there, but probably not going to happen. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if it did. I don't know. Like I, this game should finish after the big three in the slot, right? It starts later than all of them. Uh, then, you know, starting off with, um, with Kansas, Iowa State at seven, Washington, USC at seven thirty, and LSU, Bama at seven forty-five. I'll say, I'll gonna... say, it starts later than LSU, Alabama, in theory. We'll see if that actually happens. <laughs> yeah, CBS likes enough, to play enough. it out. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, maybe, maybe, and maybe you get a chance to watch the end of this one um, if it's tight late, which it probably will be. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on: is just check scoreboard, watch late in the evening. Um, 
Patrick, we have uh, what three, four late night games to talk through. Yeah, um, it's a pretty good late night slate, uh, all things considered. Yeah, um, Guantanamo. Yeah, two good games for sure, and two other ones that are on, maybe worth watching. Yeah, yeah. two other games yeah. that are on. Uh, Guantanamo Bay game here in the Pac-12 would be UCLA at Arizona, ten thirty p.m. on FS1. I would imagine that this is going to be points heavy. I think it's going to be two very different approaches to that, but I I would guess that it gets there all the same. Um, this is fun. This is this is a kind of an ancillary Pac-12 game. Both of these teams are still technically involved, but they they need some help. They both have two conference losses. Um, very different styles. I think it should be. I think this is going to be a very enjoyable watching experience. It, it does not have the same level of like meaningfulness that that the games in the evening or, or throughout the day have, but it does still it does still matter in the Pac-12, and I, I think it's going to be very entertaining. I, I that that's the best sell I can give here, as I think that if you are just looking to enjoy a football game, this should be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I, I think I think Arizona's hot right now. Um, they're playing very good football at the moment, uh, which is crazy to say about a jet fish team, but you got to respect it. Um, I think UCLA is playing pretty bad football, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I know they beat the shit out of Stanford, who's, who's also been kind of hot, but I mean, played too tight with a bad Colorado team, um, lost to Oregon state, played too tight with a mediocre Wazoo team, lost to Utah. Uh, they are ranked despite not having a single win over you know after week one not having a single win over a team above 500 they beat a five and three coastal team in, in week one which i i'll tell you it's probably not going to finish over 500 if i had to guess um these guys suck uh i i think ucla is a a team i'm not very impressed by uh i think it's ridiculous they are ranked 19th i don't understand why at all um and i think arizona's going to win this game i i don't really know who i think is going to win the game I think UCLA has a has a chance to to get the get the right game state, which would be running the ball. I think you can probably run the ball on Arizona. Um, Oregon State did not have as much success doing that as they needed to have. I think it's probably. I mean, honestly, if we're breaking and down, Oregon the game, State's a better rushing team. Yeah, I think yeah. if we're breaking down the game, it, it's pretty similar to last week's game for Arizona, um, and they won that one. And I think that Oregon State is a better team than UCLA is better at it. But I also think that Arizona kind of. I don't know how long the luck extends. Not not that it's all luck. I don't know how long the hot streak goes. I, I, I at some point teams that are built this way, which is to say that they have a quarterback and a bunch of receivers, and that's about what they have. There are some guys on the defense. They've run the ball fairly well, but I, at some point somebody is going to throw cold water on that, and I I'm just. I'm kind of waiting to see who it is. I think UCLA could do it. I think they have the pass rush to do it. And the way that they play, they could do it. It did not happen last week with Oregon State, but I don't know that Arizona is just going to... I don't think that they're suddenly going to be 9-3. and three. I don't think that they have turned that significant a corner. They've turned a corner and they're better, but I, 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 I think that this could run out here at some point, and it might be... It might be this week. It might be a couple weeks down the road that does not take away from what they have done the last couple weeks. I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with these guys. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they maybe have, we'll they have like a redshirt freshman improving. quarterback. Sometimes, eventually, that guy's good. going to have a bad game. He's a, he's a freshman. Yeah, but if he <laughs> does, they have another good quarterback behind him. Yeah, and that would, I'm sure, spark a really fun couple of weeks for them if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I think that... I don't know. Like I, I respect UCLA in a certain capacity. I, I like Chef Kelly, obviously. There are things I like about this team, but 
Um, you know, Arizona has been very good at creating negative plays. Like it's it's down to down efficiency and and on defense is not very good. It's um it's seventy second overall defensive success rate, but it's also uh, fourth in EPA per play against the rush, which means they create a lot of a lot of negative plays, a lot of turn tackles for loss, a lot of fumbles. Uh, fumbles are relatively lucky. I understand that, but this is a defense that attacks people, and, and I don't think UCLA is very comfortable with what it has. I don't think it trusts a lot of its players right now. Yeah. Uh, on offense and i don't know i'm curious to see how they play uncomfortable um i think it's a good game it's one definitely worth watching uh in the late slate in the late slate rather um the other one worth watching for sure is boise state at fresno state yep. uh at 10 o'clock on, on cbs sports network um fresno state just uh basically won the game with one quarter of play against unlv um, do they it. were yeah. down most that's efficient yeah, they were down most of the first half dominated the third quarter with the 24-0 run and kind of just held on in the fourth quarter, including a UNLV drop touchdown that would have tied the game or potentially won it. Yeah. Um, Boise State beat the shit out of Wyoming last week, but has mostly played poorly all season. Um, I guess my question here for you, Pat, is do you think that was a one-game aberration from Boise yes. State? Yeah. Or did they fit? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I think Fresno is going to, to handle them. Um Honestly, I think Fresno just got a much bigger challenge from a better team in UNLV and managed to win that one. I I don't know that I, I, the the win over Wyoming was was so much as we talked about on the recap was so much about Wyoming not playing well and not so much about Boise State playing well. Um, and I I don't think Fresno State's going to do that. I don't think Fresno State is as susceptible to that kind of game because of the way that they play. They're they're pretty balanced. They have a really good defense. Um, Mikey Keene is obviously a better quarterback than Andrew Peasley, and that's this offense is uh, quite a bit better than Wyoming's statistically. And just if you watch them play, uh, I know Wyoming won that game, but it's a different deal when you're playing in Laramie. And this is this is at Fresno State, and I, I think Fresno State probably is going to roll them up. Um, if Boise State is competitive or wins, then I will I will reassess my my stance. I'll reassess my position, yeah. but I don't think that I'm going to have to. I think Fresno State is going to take care of business because there's really not there's really not a program save for Air Force in the Mountain West that year in year out just takes care of business in games that it should win more than Fresno State. They they very very rarely are they beaten by a team that they should beat. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I will say also Boise State, if we assume they lose this game and lose the Air Force game, which I think we can both safely agree on, um, they are at real risk of missing a bowl game. Yep. Uh, I mean, they play New Mexico, who's not very good, which should be in a win. Um, but that game at Utah State, and, and obviously you know better than I do, but Utah State seems to have struggled a bit yep. uh, all season. But they have to go on the road to win their sixth game for bowl eligibility. That's tough, man. That's not easy to do. Yeah, they, they, um, they have to go on the road, and it's going to be a test for a secondary that hasn't been very good. I think it's probably going to be a matchup game, but we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, and uh, and see if that is still the, the case. I uh, on my my Utah State podcast that I do a couple weeks ago, we did talk through the idea of Andy Avalos being fired in Logan, which would be really funny. Um, that would be yeah, you. Just you're you're like that Kansas fan who is next to the uh, Oklahoma player. Uh, just holding up the L in front of Andy Avalos' face. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, you're just taunting him. Yeah. yeah. I, I would I would give him a ride back to at least Pocatello. I can't get him to Boise, but he can figure it out the rest of the way there. Um, if, yeah. he's, if he's 
just sitting outside of the stadium looking pitiful. I'd like to pick his brain, get in, get some ideas from him, you know, see what he's see what he's working with. Um, that would be that'd be fun. I could do that. We we could do sort of a no country for old men style stay at a hotel where we're both you know killed. Mm. Um, yeah. that would be that'd be cool. I'm pick I'm picking him up like the teen girl. I'm taking him to the diner. I'm giving him a thousand dollars. Trying to help him Speaking get to California. Of, I was watching an interview this past week with um with Jeff Bridges talking about no country for old men, mm-hmm. um, where he was, or not Jeff Bridges. Um, uh, it is just Jeff Bridges. In that way. It's the, the other, it, it's, um, it's Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones or Jeff Bridges. They're it's both. To, it's Tommy Lee Jones. I think if you're talking about the show, Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Jones. Yeah. But it's, it's actually not who I was thinking. I was thinking of, it's Josh Brolin who finds the briefcase, right? Yes. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of Josh Brolin. Uh, too many guys. Very look, different look movie if it's if it's or, Jeff Bridges in that spot. <laughs> it's a very different movie, but they're all those guys all have very weathered faces. It puts mm-hmm. me off. Um, anyway, Josh Brolin when he finds the briefcase, he apparently was uh, was talking with the Cohen brothers, and he's like, "Don't you think I should I should say something or like make a noise here, uh, like during the scene when I find the briefcase?" And they're like, "Well, what kind of noise do you think you should make?" And he does like eight cuts with different. Like, he's like, "Hmm," or "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff like that and they purely to fuck with him kept it in the movie yeah uh because they thought it was so stupid that he thought that and did not match the scene at all and he said he could always tell where they were at in the theater uh i think particularly joel because every screen they had to go to during like the press run out he could always hear joel laughing like like fucking crying laughing and then the scene happened <laughs> Uh, somewhere in the theater. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's so yeah. fucking good. <laughs> yeah, really funny. Really funny. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to be doing that with Andy while we're watching the tape of the game. It'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andy, why did you make that noise there? That's so that's so strange. It was third and ten. Why did you make that sound? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, no right. fly list. Two games the no fly list. Yeah, go ahead. Two games left. Pac-12 games. Stanford-Washington State, 9 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network, and Oregon State at Colorado, 10 p.m. on ESPN. Just regular ESPN, I was going to say plus. They they got this on the standard channel. Um, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to watch the other yeah. two. The other two are, are, L- are to way me. too good for you to have to stoop to this. You don't need to do this. Yeah. Listen, if you, if you go to your room... You get your laptop, you unplug it, you unplug the charger, you carry the charger in the laptop to the living room, you plug the laptop in, you get an HDMI cord to protect your TV um, to pull up a, a, an illegal stream of the Pac-12 network because we know you don't subscribe to it yeah. just to watch Stanford at Wazoo. You, I, I, don't listen to the podcast anymore. <laughs> what are you cooking? What do you have planned if you're doing that? That is so... Oh, that's a fun because because like fans of these teams would probably just have the Pac-12 network, and so you wouldn't need to go to all those. Tri- if you're doing that, you are, you're you're in the trenches. You are that is that's not. If you're even... like a Wazoo fan that lives in Iowa or something. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah, what happened? Come on, what happened to you? What are you doing? How did you get there? I know that's that's a fun guy to uh, that's a fun guy to think about. As is Stanford guy who's living in Iowa. That's just like all of the administrators for yeah. that for that university, and also for some reason all of the politicians in the state they all went to Stanford. Yeah, the guy who runs a consulting farm to like say you need to kill off more corn farmers to get their land rights. Yeah, um, that's that's the Stanford grad in Iowa. Yeah, um, yeah, the Oregon State of Colorado game. Um, I fear for Shadur's health in this game. Um, he has been hit so many times, and it's going to be even uglier yeah. on, on during this Saturday night. Yeah, that Oregon State team cannot do a ton on defense, but they can hit the fuck out of a quarterback. Yeah. Um, which they will probably do. They also cannot cover anybody. Uh, 
And Shadur might throw for 360 passing yards with like 12 sacks taken. Yeah. Um, pray for him. Yeah. This is a this is a Shadur crazy stat line in a in a losing effort in like a pretty significantly losing effort. I think <laughs> where he cracks his ribs. Yeah. 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 yeah, the, yeah get the uh, get rev up that old urinating blood graphic. I think we're gonna need it again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel bad for him for, but I mean, what what can you do? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Colorado players are gonna do that thing from um. Is it Varsity Blues where they all let the guy through, or what? Uh, what movie is that in? Where the offensive line intentionally lets the quarterback get sacked? Is that talking about? Is that the one with Adam Sandler when he was in jail? Is that the? Is that the? No, that's the longest yard. Varsity Blues uh, is the high school one where she has whipped cream bikini. Yeah, um, I've seen Varsity Blues. I'm just I'm asking if it happened in the longest yard. Um, oh, I feel like it might have. Uh, I know he hit the. I ref. don't think it was that. It was a high school movie. Maybe it was Friday Night Lights or. Hmm. Um, I don't think so. I think it's varsity blues. Well, I think this is going to be a longest yard style football game. Refs beware. Just, just watch out. They're going to be, they're aiming at you. Yeah. Um, you don't want to take a, you don't want to take a pass from either one of these quarterbacks. If you're a referee that you are not good for your health. You don't want to do that. Um, I think Oregon state probably is going to, uh, win pretty comfortably. I don't think Colorado is going to put up a ton of resistance here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the meat of the minds between big Dave, who delay and, uh, and, and Deion Sanders, you know, Big Day is going to have some shit to say. Yeah. Afterwards, I think they'd probably like each other. I think it would maybe start off um, with with some yeah, some, kind some of an conflict. enemies to lovers plotline. Yeah, I think yeah. it would be kind of con- some conflict <laughs> early on, but then they would realize that they are they are they are actually kindred spirits. They have they, they have are much the more same guy. Yeah, yeah, they're very similar guys. Which there is an, there is also a chance when you have that kind of guy um, that they do hate each other. That they do have a like a, a severe rivalry for how similar of a guy they are. But I, I think they would get along. I think they'd like each other. They kind of have both in, in body type and personality, a Sully and Mike Wazowski kind of friendship. Mm. Um, that's what I'm hearing. Um, I was going to go with sort call- of, I was going to go with more of an, of my, <laughs> of mice and men situation with those two. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, no one in the replies call me Disney underscore Ryan. Don't do it. Do not do it. Oh, that's a new. That's something that I actually will say. You should do that. You should get in the replies. You should, Disney underscore Ryan, Mouse underscore Ryan. Um, you know the all the, all the big ones that we all know and love. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll close out here. We've been, we've gone long, even for us. But I do want to. That has reminded me of a thought that I've had several times the last couple of weeks that I just want to run by you. Um, the idea of a just. A deliriously excited Ryan Day after winning the Super Bowl, just just in tears, saying that he's going to Disney World. <laughs> oh, he's so happy! Like the fucking the Danny DeVito scene that that people post where he's just like he's like, and he says like I get it and he's crying right like Ryan Day just just a, extremely emotional moment, happiest he's ever been in his life in tears, saying that he's going to Disney World. <laughs> he's gonna take the team to Disney World after they beat Michigan. Again, in the, in the final sec- final game of the season, yeah, and forget that he has to play the Big Ten title. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They're doing like the 2006, the build up to the Florida national championship game, where everybody's getting fat at the buffets, but they're doing it at Disney. They're all just <laughs> they spent way too they, long. They at cannot. Disney. They have to. <laughs> they have to pry him out of little teacups with a fucking like bulldozer. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, jo- Josh Fryer is getting he's getting tased on top of the one of one of the little go karts. <laughs> he's. <laughs> It's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're getting kicked out of one of the fake saloons or something. <laughs> you guys are unruly. Uh, yeah, that's funny. They're um, 
what was I going to say? They're going to take, uh, they're going to, if Michigan wins, they're going to take um, Donovan Edwards to Epcot and he's going to be scowling in half the countries. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know why. You, you know, <laughs> we all know why. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, half the country. Yeah, that's you. a lot. That's a lot. To... Mm. Well, <laughs> he's got, he's some got other, some, he's, he's got, got some, some other beliefs that we don't know about yet. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess maybe do not ask him about the Polish. Do not ask Tom Edwards what he thinks about Polish people. Yeah, whatever you do. <laughs> uh, good press conference question for somebody though. If you want to do that, do ask him about that. If you want to, uh, if you want to get on the show for a for a clip in a in a press conference, that would be good. Donovan, what are your <laughs> what are your stance on the polls? <laughs> Uh, uh, Dom yeah. Edwards' thoughts on the on the uh, Bosnia Serbia conflict are complicated. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> all right, let's finish off with that. That's a good way to uh, that's a good way to end it. We will talk to you all on the recap show.